Hello, I'm Justin from Austin, Texas. I'm Matthew Workman from Medford, Oregon. I'm Zach from Chicago, Illinois. The Sound of Young America is produced independently and supported by listeners like you and me. If you'd like to support the show, like I did, just visit MaximumFun.org slash donate. I'm Jesse Thorne, live on tape from my house in Los Angeles. It's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. This week's Sound of Young America podcast were recorded live at WNYC in New York City. Let's go to the stage and my conversation with Judah Friedlander. My first interview guest uh, for our program tonight is a series regular on the television show 30 Rock. Um, He is also the author of the new book, How to Beat Up Anybody, which features instructions on uh, beating up anyone from a rapist to a Sasquatch. Um, Please welcome the world champion, Judah Friedlander. It is a joy to have you here, Judah. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks a lot, man. This uh, wh- is cool. Let's i got to correct you right up front, man. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Uh, in the book, I don't really directly teach you how to beat up a Sasquatch. I teach you how to beat up a Bigfoot. Excuse me. Yeah, and there's a difference. Uh, there's, Can- there's Bigfoots, there's Abominable Snowmen, there's Sasquatch, and there's Yetis. And the Bigfoot, so Yeti, wait, Yeti is all different di- from Abominable Snowmen? Yeah, that's snowman? Europe and Asia. Sasquatch is Canada. Okay. The abominable snowman is Antarctica, and the Bigfoot is American. And the Bigfoot is the toughest of all of those. So that's why I teach you how to beat up a Bigfoot, because if you can beat up the Bigfoot, the others are no problem. So when you sell my book as saying it teaches you how to beat up a Sasquatch, that's kind of like saying it teaches you how to beat up the third toughest of the biped woodland creatures that are mythical but also real. But um, I, I just want to clear that up, man. I didn't want to start off on a... I'm sorry. I know the a, last yeah. thing I want to do, I mean, and certainly this is a public radio program. Yeah. There's no shortage of pedantry, if not in here, at least mm. out in the radio audience. No. I give out my email address at the end of the show. I would have received correct. I give mine out during the show. Yeah. Let's go. Judah Friedlander at gmail.com. It's a top secret email that no one will ever be able to figure out. <laughs> it's always a good guess. I'm always surprised at how many of my guests, when I'm like trying to figure out like how to book them or something like that, I've come to the point where maybe I should just email their name at gmail.com. Yeah, it works pretty often, I find. It's yeah. surprisingly effective. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about your um, early life. Um, okay. When did you become interested in martial arts, and specifically uh, the Japanese martial art karate? i got to correct you again. I uh, apologize, Jesse. It's not pronounced karate. It's karate, okay? This is America. Karate. Okay. okay. I've, no, my and I first apologies. learned karate when I was 13, when I was in federal prison in China for a crime I didn't commit. And... It was the, you know, I learned from the inmates, you know. Um, did you have a particular sensei where, what was No, the... just inmates, you know, all these different inmates. What, what How was... are you going to be a leader if you have a leader, you know? <laughs> Think about it for a second. You want to be the best, and you have a, a guru, you're never going to be the best. Yes, the so... whole point of a guru is that you can't top them. Uh, let me ask you, let me ask you a, a, 
one question about that. I think you should read a couple pages of the book before you ask any more questions. <laughs> so, at 13, you'd already turned to a sort of, you already had an international lifestyle. You were already a world traveler. Um, was your heart even then still here in, in the United States of America? Yeah, it was. You know, I just was wanting to get around, you know. Right. I was hitchhiking and just got off track a little bit. Hitchhiking at 13, you ended up... Yeah, I was trying to go to a 7-Eleven in California, but I ended up in Asia. So. <laughs> Overshot it. Overshot it. happens to the best of yeah, us. Yeah, it happens, dude. You know, I didn't have a driver's license. So. Who, who, who did you have to use... That's a good question, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so who did you have to use karate against in the early years of your life? In, in your teenage years, for example. You know, I'd go to the high school. Eventually, I went back to high school, beat up a whole football team because they were douchebags. And, uh, you know, just whoever, you know, I never used it for violence, even though it is violent. It was just, you know, for, for justice and for safety. The book is not about random violence. It's about safety. That's why I wrote it, to keep the world safer and make people get along better. I would probably describe it as a violent book. I mean, for those uh, folks, uh, folks at home listening... It is pretty or, violent. Or folks know, here in the audience, I mean, you're, you're doing some different... Uh, here you are wearing a, a muumuu and doing karate. Yeah, well, that's... Um, uh, that's uh, I have a special chapter. It's 23 pages. strippers doing yeah, karate. I have, I have a chapter about charity work and the importance of it where I teach self-defense to strippers because they have dangerous jobs. Okay. And I was wearing the muumuu because uh, I actually went undercover as a woman. And... Uh, and I power down to regular female strength and size. I'm naturally seven foot five, but today I size down to five foot ten, so I don't intimidate you. And, I'm intimidated uh, one way or the other. Yeah, it's probably true, but uh, it helps. But um, no, I have a special chapter for women only, and uh, it's 23 pages in there, and it's just for women uh, to keep women safe. And uh, gentlemen, you, you're free to look at those pages, but you won't be able to understand it. It's written in a language that only women can understand. I mean, the, the whole book is for everybody, for all sexes, but that chapter is only for women. Now, right now, uh, as you're sitting here <clears throat> with me, you um, are wearing a number of pieces of uh, uh, logoed merchandise. Uh, you have no, what they, I would this call... This is like actually a, official. Uh, these I won at the World Championships. Now, what, tell me about the first World Championship you won. I don't remember the first one. It was in the 80s, and uh, I beat this guy up pretty bad, and... Uh, hooked up with his wife afterwards and uh she still sends me nude photos every christmas so is that part of the thing is that like a championship tradition or is that something that you not necessarily it just happened you know you know she was giving me the eye so i was like all right she felt bad because her husband just died so i <laughs> felt like i'd make her feel better you know i can understand i'm that. here to help people you know that's what well, i do tell me a little bit about the responsibilities that you have as a as a world champion <clears throat> Not really anything, just to be a role model to children, and, uh, you know, that's it. Does that come yeah. up a lot? Do you, do you have children that look up to you, children who's, who need your guidance? Yeah, they always do, you know. Do you have children that look up to you? I don't, I don't, I hope not. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry, that's the <laughs> That case, would be, frankly, you know? there's, like, the children out there in the audience, if you're an 11-year-old and you're like, ah, oh, God, I hope I grow up to become a public radio host... That's um, good. You're, you're you serving the public. Cool you're not a private hobbies. radio host. You're a public radio host. You're doing a service there. It's don't, true. Don't, don't it's knock yourself down It's not karate for strippers, there. but no. I do what I can. No, I, I mean, the ra- radio is to serve the public. It's public airwaves. 
to inform the public and entertain the public. It's for everybody, so that's a good thing. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, it's we, important. We have an audience. Of... I didn't mean to get political. I apologize, guys. <laughs> MaximumFun.org is proud to present a brand new podcast from the great John Hodgman. It's called Judge John Hodgman. One of America's foremost experts on everything, a famous minor television personality, and a certified judge can decide your personal problems. If you have a dispute, big or small, email it to Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. That's Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. And be sure to listen in. The show is free. You can find it in iTunes or at our website. It's called Judge John Hodgman. Whether you're a MaxFunCon veteran or you've been thinking about going for two years and you're ready to pull the trigger, prepare yourself. MaxFunCon 2011 tickets will go on sale the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, at MaxFunCon.com. MaxFunCon is a weekend of entertainment and enlightenment and friendship in Lake Arrowhead, California, just east of Los Angeles. Join us in a luxurious summer camp environment for comedy shows and classes and new friends and all kinds of great stuff. It's kind of hard to describe. Actually, if I could offer one piece of advice, maybe you go to Flickr and search Max FunCon and you'll see the pictures of people having a blast. Anyway, be sure to log into MaxFunCon.com the day after Thanksgiving to get your tickets. We've even got special gift packages this year. So if MaxFunCon registration is a gift to someone important in your life, like a lady or a gentleman or even a best pal, we've got a little something that you can put under the tree. It's all online at MaxFunCon.com starting the day after Thanksgiving. The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com and by Smith Micro Software, makers of Stuff It Deluxe, designed to move files simply and securely wherever customers want them to go. For Mac and PC, online at stuffit.com. Coverage of the world of comedy on The Sound of Young America is supported by Humber College, offering a two-year program dedicated to comedy. Students learn stand-up, improv, acting, and writing skills and perform in the heart of Toronto. At Humber, we make funny people funnier. More information at HumberComedy.com. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne, and this week we're live on tape from the Jerome L. Green Performance Space at WNYC in New York City. My guest is Judah Friedlander, who you might know from NBC's 30 Rock. He's got a new book. It's called How to Beat Up Anybody. We have an audience of 100 or so people here, mm-hmm. um, and some of them, frankly, look quite fearsome. I mean, we, we, already, uh, we already alluded earlier in the show to the gentleman with the shawl collar. Uh, there's a necktie over here, quite a few cat-eye-style glasses. I think um, this, this a crowd few buddy actually, I'm going to disagree with you here. And, uh, I think this crowd actually looks quite civil and friendly. Really? I, I, don't, I don't think they look like you know bad what, people. Do you know what borough these people are from? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. BK all you know, day. That's Brooklyn's a, definite, a tough neighborhood now. You know, if you look at someone the wrong way in Brooklyn, they might unfollow you on Twitter. You know, it's a tough, <laughs> it's a very tough neighborhood. You, uh, and I always watch it when I'm in Brooklyn, man. 
early early in the book early in the book you describe techniques for fighting a crowd and i wonder if you could sort of take us through a little bit if there were an insurrection of some kind um, how you, what does that mean? What does that mean? Insurrection, uh, like a rebellion. If these people oh. were to turn against us, okay. um, if their civil exteriors were I would to fall join away, them and you would be the victim. No offense, <laughs> but sometimes you got to go with the flow. You know what I'm saying? It's just you know, just numbers. You know, power to the people. Which of these, which of the scenarios in the book do you think um, is going to come up the most often for, for the average person on the street who might go out and buy it? Well, there, there's two chapters that are very important in the book, uh, uh, and they're all equally important, but uh, there's actually a chapter, and I, I know it might be a little cliche because people make jokes about it a lot, but there, there's a chapter on uh, ninja home invasions, and uh, it's actually a serious issue uh, because of our state in this country, of our economic situation. Ninja attacks are on the rise. People are losing due, a lot of blue-collar jobs. Are it's all due to the economy. Uh, everyone's hurting, you know. Ninjas, uh, there's a reason. You know, they always train and fight in groups in remote desert communities. And because of the tough economic times, they're losing their budget to train as a group. So they're breaking out on their own. And they used to only attack at night. Now they're attacking not only by themselves, but also during the day. So it's a, it's a, you know, it's a serious issue. You know? uh, the media is not really covering it, and I'm, I thank you for having the courage to let me uh, talk about it on your show. I see it as my responsibility. Yes, thank you. Um, so let's say you were attacked by a ninja, Judah, mm-hmm. and, and, and as you said, this was something that could happen at any moment, particularly because as the world champion, you're, I'm sure you're a target for violence by mm-hmm. distasteful and, and uh, of course, the unemployed, unemployed coal miners, other ninjas. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you do? How would you respond? Well, ninjas are actually... Uh, I'm at a much higher level than a ninja level because uh, there's a reason they train in groups because they're really not that strong individually. And uh, you know that's why they have all their buddies and their brothers because they're not really good at fighting. So it's really pretty simple for me. And a ninja, it's the art of hiding. Uh, you know, They can't really turn invisible, but they're very good at hiding, and that's because they're afraid. You know, so you have to have confidence when you fight a ninja. I don't. The best way to fight a ninja is actually to to get him psychologically. When I see a ninja, I don't see someone who is fear. You know, who has a a fierce personality or anything. I see a guy who's scared. I see a guy who needs family, who needs a connection. So if you're fighting a ninja, a group of ninjas, isolate one of them, take him away from his buddies. Okay, you take him out one at a time. You don't fight them as a group. Could you could you and talk another them great, towards what's defeat? That? Do you think you could talk them towards defeat? You know, I, I usually don't use words when I fight. You know, it's better to use physical action and then to sleep with their girlfriends or wives to psychologically humiliate them. Yeah. Sure. But, you know, another good way to beat up a ninja is, you know, uh, before you even fight one, you know, sneak into his house and uh, change his alarm clock, you know, like an hour later. So he, like, misses his morning practice, you know, and you do that twice, you know, that guy will get booted from the squad, so. Or you break into his house and steal his ninja clothes, and he won't have them, and he'll just stay in his fucking house all day, so. <laughs> Sorry, I probably just shouldn't have said omelet. that, sorry. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk, let's talk about Sasquatches, the, uh, mm-hmm. the legendary American beast. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasquatch is Canadian, oh, yeah, but it's okay. It's all right. 
We can I talk just, about. Things. I didn't. We can just talk come about here it. and embarrass myself. Is why. No, I'm no, upset. it's it's fine. It's fine. You know, I'm an expert. You know, this is my specialty. So right. It's it's a it's a mistake that happens often. You shouldn't feel bad or anything. I'm I'm a generalist. I just I'm. It's okay. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate your support. Are you guys certainly. okay with it? I mean, I'm okay with it if you're okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. So when you're talking about a Bigfoot, mm-hmm. this might be where can, in the in, in the American Rockies, Colorado, somewhere like that, or it can definitely the be there. But you know, Bigfoots have been spotted in over 49 states, and because of deforestation, that's a bigger and bigger problem every second. You know, really? right now trees are getting chopped down, which means Bigfoots are moving closer into small towns, suburbs, and even inner cities. Have you have you really heard, you've heard about sightings of Bigfoots in I've our urban I've seen them, centers. and I have pictures in my book. Wow. So yeah. well, let's talk about fighting uh, Bigfoot. This okay. is a fearsome well, creature. They're often yeah. huge. Yeah, and they, they're, very, they're actually very tough. They, actually have, they all have ESP. They have magnetic powers. That's why you've never seen a photograph of Bigfoot in focus, because their magnetic powers can destroy the focal mechanism in a camera, even from 100 yards away. That makes a lot of sense. Right. But my, my book actually has in-focus photos of the Bigfoot, and that's because I have a camera from the future, which films at a million frames per second, and it has a Bigfoot demagnetizer in it. And I sent my camera in a time machine back in time, and it took all the photos as they really happened. So the photos in this book are all from the future and from the past at the same time. That's amazing, because yeah. I, I was wondering how, given the speed and ferocity of right. your, you know, your, the violence that you perpetrate, mm-hmm. um, how you could photograph it yeah, at all. Yeah, that's exactly the way I did it. That's why it took me years to have this book come out. That's why you've never seen me in a martial arts film, because film is shot at 24 frames per second, and I move much faster than that. <laughs> You know, th- these are problems that I just have to deal with as the world champion. The, this book is not just an instructional book. It, it's also an inspirational book. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if, if you had an opportunity, say on a nationally syndicated public radio program, mm-hmm. to share some inspiration for certainly young people, but also older people. You know, yeah. who might be listening. They stayed tuned in after a Prairie yeah. Home Companion. Well, some of the... Some of the yeah. Well, some of that, that's an excellent point you make. And, and all, everything in this book is designed for, for every age, every, every sex. Uh, Even and, Lutherans? Yeah, of course, everybody. Yeah, any religion, it's, it's for everybody. Um, but the, uh, some of these photos in the book uh, are so impressive. Uh, regular people will not be able to do them. Uh, but I don't want people to get to feel you know, bad that they won't be able to do them. So, and none of these photos will. They're, they'll actually inspire you. So well, Judah, that's thank how it's you. inspirational also. Thank you so much for um, I'm just trying coming to help out. here and, thank and you. helping us achieve our dreams. Thank you for having Judah me. Judah Friedlander. Thank you, everybody. A pleasure, sir. Judah Friedlander. Judah Friedlander is one of the stars of 30 Rock Thursday nights on NBC. He's also the author of How to Beat Up Anybody. You can find him online at judahfriedlander.com. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I have been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our associate producer is Julia Smith. Nick White edited our show and also directed it at WNYC in New York City. Our special thanks to Endira and Ricardo at the Jerome L. Green Performance Space, as well as all of the wonderful people at the Performance Space who helped us out with our New York show. 
If you have thoughts about the show, you can email me at jesse at maximumfun.org. Or you can visit us online at MaximumFun.org, where you will find all of our shows absolutely for free. We'll see you next time, right here on The Sound of Young America. The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com.